Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Heine. I've been a listener to the show for a long time and I need some advice. Myself and my ex split up seven years ago. The split was very amicable. We just grew apart after 18 years together. We have three children, 13, 11 and 9. And we co-parent. They spend half their time with me and half with her. Uh, we, this is the husband obviously talking. Uh, we chat at least twice a week about the children and how they're getting on at school and everything else. This seems to be going swimmingly, doesn't it? This is the ideal situation during separation where two people get on, they co-parent and they communicate with each other about the children's needs. It's a perfect situation. Well, it's not a perfect situation because they're obviously separated. But anyway, it's as perfect as can be. Anyway, over the lockdowns, everything stayed the same with our situation. We live within 10 miles of each other. So the kids went back and forward as usual. Her job moved to remote working in March. And she loves working from home. A month ago, they offered her an opportunity to work from home parently, if she likes. Last week, she told me that she's sick of living in the city. And she wants to move to a small town in the country with the kids. Where she's talking about is over two hours from where we live now. So it would obviously cause some issues with me getting to see my children as much as I do now. I would also, uh, it would also mean uprooting from their friends, their school and their activities. She said that they'll adjust easily and that it will be better for them in the long run to be out of a city. I don't want them to move. I want to be able to see them as often as I possibly can. I'm tied to a job where I, we live now and obviously they wouldn't be able to go to two different schools and everything else. I'm extremely close with all three children and I'm as just as involved in their lives as she is. Uh, that's, going to be taken, that's going to be taken away from me now uh, by both of them. I don't want to make a massive argument out of it with my ex because we do get on well and I don't want it to impact on our relationship uh, with our kids. How do I explain to her without turning it into a battle over the children? Have any of your listeners ever been in this situation? What did they do? I'd appreciate any advice you might have. Now, I believe from a legal point of view, she can't do that unless you give her permission. Um, You can obviously go to the district court and um, you can get a stay put on the children so she can't leave the area. Now, I'm not saying she can't leave her home at that but that she has to be within a reasonable distance. So in other words, she can't suddenly uproot from Dublin and move to Cork or Tipperary or Donegal or something like that or somewhere that's difficult for you to access. She can't move to England either. She can't leave the state. As far as I know, maybe somebody's been in that situation, they can obviously let me know. But as far as I know, she can't suddenly uproot and move uh, without, particularly if you have an access order for the children for half the week. So let me know what you think. What should he do? How should he resolve this situation she wants to move he doesn't want to move how does he sort out that situation now he says I'd appreciate any advice you might have so maybe somebody's been in that situation let me know what you think the number is 0871880008 should he object to her moving or should he just let her do it and kind of work it out himself and maybe try and get there at the weekends to see them Although, how is he going to do that? He's going to have to stay in a hotel or something like that or find somewhere to stay when he's in the other part of the country. It's going to be a difficult one. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Should he object to her moving with the children? In the same country, of course. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 Angela. Niall. Angela. Niall. Angela. <laughs> okay, there that could go on forever, Angela. Go on forever. Go on forever. Firstly, can I just say, I'm delighted to hear that everything's going okay after you got the vaccine. Yeah, no, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Well I, well, I did grow an extra leg. 
Because because no, when you read Facebook, that's what people normally say, isn't it? Oh, Mary down the road said she got a vaccine and she grew an extra toe on her head or something like that. No, I'm perfectly fine. Actually, do you know what? I got absolutely no side effects whatsoever. You know, like they say, you might get some side effects, you know, mild, I don't know, side effects. The only thing I had was just where I got the injection. It was like, it just felt like a little bruise. That's all. Yeah, my mum and dad were the same. So I'm yeah, no headaches, no, no, um, no temperatures, no tiredness. No, tiredness. no fine. Perfectly fine. Great. Good, good, good. So let's get back to talking about horrible bitch. Yeah. So, um, get back to talking about what? The horrible bit. Ah, Angela, you can't be calling her that. We, had, we oh, haven't yeah. even started and you're already insulting the woman. I know. No, okay. No, I'll retract that. Um, oh. Horrible. But, um, so, <laughs> can't do that. Now, um, She's so one what, of you, like. She's one of your kind. Why would you be, why would you kind. be, the womanhood won't be happy with you now, but go on, let me. I don't give a damn. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're both parents. They get on great. Yeah. You know, they're co-parenting. Um, is this half week with her, half week, week with, with him? him? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, they yeah. live. They live close. They live within ten miles of each other. They obviously live close to the school together. Yeah, yeah. It's not happy like days. Some, yeah, it's not like some fathers who um they only get to see them every second weekend and a day here and a day there. So what I would say to him is, why don't you trash it out there and say, listen, actually, do you know what you do? Yeah, these kids with me. You move down and you come up and see them when you want. Mm. But then she'll say, I need access to the children too. I No, I get what you're saying. I never thought of it like that. I mean, what makes her more important than him? More important than him, yeah. Mm. But maybe he, he, maybe he can't do that either. You know what I mean? It would be difficult for both of them because both of them are working. Although she's working from yeah. home, so it's probably a bit easier for her. But it's difficult with both of them working. He may, he's not working from home, maybe. And it's more difficult for him to have the kids three days a week or four days a week, whatever it is he has them. Well, if he already does, then an extra couple of days, do you know what I mean? You know, if an extra two two or three days, if they have them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're co-parenting half the week, then then that's what happens. And they come to a compromise with childminders or after school or something like that. What age, did, did he say what age the kids are? Yeah, 13, 11 and 9. So you want to uproot the kids. Not only from their father, from their friends, from their school, because you've decided that you, you don't want like to, you don't want to live in the city yeah. anymore. No, no, that's wrong. No, I, no, I, I don't wrong. know. Maybe I'll ask Maliki or something if he's listening. But I don't know what the legalities. I, I know you can't obviously move out of the state without the permission of the yeah. parent. Um, and I don't think you can move. Like if you're living in Dublin, you can't move to Cork without permission from the other parent. I think there is kind of a so reasonable position on that. Yeah. 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 So, and that, that so he could he could legally object. He could go to a, like if they had a bit of a Barney over it, and she wasn't agreeing with him. He could probably go to a district court and legally object to her moving with the kids. Well, that's that's what that's actually what I suggested there but to Ashley. The, the only thing I'll say about that, Angela, is he's very adamant. They get on well. They communicate with and the children, that's the and that's yeah. But as soon as he goes to court, that's the end of that. That's the end of that. But and and that is the really annoying thing, is that you know if. They get on so well. Then why is she doing this to him? I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's somebody she wants to live with down the country. Maybe he he hasn't told us that in the email. But I mean, maybe the maybe there's another underlying reason as to why she wants to move to a different part of the country. He does say it's two hours, so it's a decent distance. You know, like you could be looking at Clare, you could be looking at Cork, Tipperary, 
yeah, yeah. Very anywhere because they're all within, you know, about two, two and a half hours. But if I was him, I would sit her down and say, okay, I am not happy with this. I don't want to be an absentee dad because that's what he would be. Yeah, could, be yeah maybe could you dad. wait? Could you wait a few years till yeah. they're a bit older and at that stage that I can keep them here, you know, for, yeah. for the week and you can keep them for a week. But you can't do that with school. Oh, yeah. Never thought of that, yeah. The, oh, okay, school's the problem, yeah. School oh, no, he does say that, yeah. He said he can't have them in two schools at the same time, nevertheless, obviously, yeah. Yeah, well, this, you know, this so is a mess, though. This I is a mess. Just, I think it's very, very selfish of her. Mm. Very selfish of her. You know, I knew my dogs were going to bark because they're in the door. <laughs> that's not so a dog. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a wolf, not a dog, by the way, can I just point you? My little baby. He's not but, little. That's not a little dog. He is. He's only a medium dog. Like, he's not big at all. He sounds like something huge. Yeah, isn't that great? Because if anyone... <laughs> shit out of him. But, um, no, I do. I think she's been very selfish. Um, and, listen, they might get on now, but for the sake of your kids, it's it's got to be done. He's got to um, totally object to it. Mm. All right, so, in other words, say no, essentially. Say no. Say no. Right, and if, there's, and if there's a barony, there's a barony, and that's the end of it. There is going to be. Listen. Oh, there is going to be a barony. There's going to be a barony if she is saying, I want to go, and he is saying, no, I want to see the kids. Mm. So, that's... Yeah, I'm looking at some of the texts here. <clears throat> Niall, he needs to grow a pair and just get over it. Well, now, that, then now I, I don't know if that's a man or woman who sent that in, by the way. That's a bit rich, isn't it? That's horrible. That's my word for it tonight. Horrible. Um, See, I mean, there's an automatic per- there's an automatic perception that when a couple split up, that the kids should be with their mother. Now I, mean, I know the mother gave birth to them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I get that. Get all that. The maternal instinct. Yeah. But I don't think that perception is correct. I I believe that, and sometimes the kids might want to be with their mother, but that's not their fault. They're too young to make decisions. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't get that. I mean, surely it should be... I mean, what what happened to equality? We, we could talk about equality all the time. Because um, we went... Joe, let's say, we go on holidays in Spain and there's a, a guy over there who we'd met a load of times with his daughter and kind of seemed to meet him then every year. And um, he's become a very good friend. And I can remember, like, looking at, at him so proud when he said that it wasn't that he was just bringing his daughter on holiday. He had her. You know, he was the sole... Um, he was a, yeah, he was the sole guardian. Yeah, yeah he was the sole guardian um, and not her mother. And I was just going, that is brilliant. You know, that is amazing that, you know, some judge actually stood up and went, you know, you would be better off with your dad. You know, and it's it's not fair. And a lot of men out there who would be the better soul guardian, but it just seems to always come back to the mother and it's not mm. fair. Okay, I'm looking at some of the messages coming in. Five years and 60 court appearances later, my life was ruined. Of course he should, as that's the first step towards total separation. I haven't seen my two boys in 15 years. Can the person and his ex reconcile? That would be the best for everyone. And, and my God, 
Five years and 60 court appearances later. That doesn't surprise me in this country. Okay, stay there for a second and just um, let me just go to Morris. Morris, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Morris? Good evening, Lord. How are you? Good, Morris. I mean, Morris, this is a difficult situation when you have two people who get on very well, who, you know, the relationship is good between the two of them, even though they're separated. They talk about the kids and now she wants to move. Yeah, I can understand. Well, I think, like, she's putting the kids first. What's best for them? And if she's going to be walking from home and she can move out of a city into an area where it's, you know, safer, better for the kids, uh, he he should look at that and go, well, you know what? I, I want to put the kids first. The kids come first. What is best for the kids? Not me and me two-hour journey. That's no problem. Everybody knows a man or a woman will go to the ends of the earth for their children, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think if it's talked about, if they can, if they can join together the way they have done over the last number of years and the children and everything is happy, and then if you try and improve on that, you shouldn't just stand up and say, no, that's not happening. You should look at it and go, well, what would I do if I was in that situation? What would I do if I was in horseshoes? Would I put the children first? Would I give them a better quality of life? Would I give them an environment where they can grow up and be safe? And you know as well as I do, Niall, who wants to be looking at videos of young girls and boys interacting in train stations where some of them kick and spit at each other? Who wants to grow up in Yeah, but yeah, but like now, to be fair, to be fair, those kids no. that are doing that are the lowest of life, right? And, and not mo- 99% of kids are not like that. I understand that. Yeah, but yeah. it's the ones that do it, get the rest of it a bad name, and then you look at your own children and say, do I want my children growing up in a city like this? Now, I know the couple are not in Dublin or they could be in any other city in the country, but if he puts the children first and looks at where they're going, what the schooling is like, what the environment is like, what's available to them, and if your quality of life is improving and he's only being discommoded by two hours... Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. You know, put your children first. But, yeah, but I, but he he may be putting his children first, too, by wanting them to be with him, because he might, maybe they are living in a decent area. Maybe they are living in a yeah. nice place and everything is okay. Yeah. And, and, okay, the wife maybe thinks this is better, but that's her opinion. I understand that. But is, is she moving to get away from him, or is she moving to, to make the children's lives better? Well, that's what she says, to make the children's lives better. Well, there you go. I've arrest me case. You know, if, 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 well, if, well, I, I said Morris is saying, well, if she's doing it to improve the children's lives, if that's what she genuinely believes, he well, that's should what be... we're here for is to make the world a better place for their children. Yeah. Am I right? Okay, well, he yeah. should play ball, Angela. Well, well, the thing is, like by doing that, you're taking them away from their father. There's not so... no. Hold on yeah. a sec, Morris. He has them half the week. She has them half the week. Yeah, you know they they. He, they right now have both their parents who seem to get on, um, you know, who seem to get on well. Just because they live in the city doesn't mean that they, you know, they live down in the middle, you know, where it's scumbags and murders. That can happen anywhere. They can, oh, move, yeah. to town. They can move to a town that could be a lot worse than where they are now. What you have to look at is you are taking them away from their father. I mean, if it was the father wanted to move away, right, because he's, he's co-parenting as well, would she feel the same? Would she say, okay, go on, move down the country there, and sure, I'll see them every second weekend or every weekend. 
I don't think because she. Like, I, yeah, Morris. I mean, if it was the if yeah. we were talking about this the other way around, we automatically assume the children are always better with them. Well, that seems to be an automatic assumption, which I don't believe is the correct assumption. No. Uh, sometimes the children are better off with their father for a stable environment too. So if, if this was the other way around, and this and we had this email from a woman saying the father wants to take the kids away from her, everybody would be up in arms and going, "Oh no, he can't do that from her." Poor woman, for God's sake, she won't be able to see her kids. But yet we're saying it about yeah. this girl that oh, well, let her at it, so to speak. Don't cause any friction. You know what I mean? For the yeah, sake of the children. Two hours to me is nothing. You know you've had people on your show talking about driving to work for two hours. Never mm. mind visiting family. Yeah. But if 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 they if they can if they can wear the kids to the age they're at now, right? And see with their eyes open that if they do this move, that's going to improve the children's lives and their lives. And just say the co parenting situation, the circumstances change, rather than having them during the week. Just say he was to get them on Friday night, bring them to Dublin, have them Saturdays, and drop them home Sunday evening. Seems but he has, his, he has his whole kids for the weekend, and they're, they're not being put out from school. But you know what's going to happen here. Sorry, Angie. You know what's going to happen well, here. As the kids get older, there's one was 13, so a teenager already, right? Yeah. So, but as the kids get older, they're not going to want to go home for, for the weekend with them. They'll have made friends wherever they're living in Tipperary or Cork, or I'm assuming, obviously. Yeah. They're Lumber from Dublin. Galway. Whatever. Yeah. So they'll have made new friends, and they'll be looking forward to weekends to going out with their mates. And as they get older, they'll make their own decisions. By the time they're 16, oh, I don't want to go home with Dad this weekend. Well, and I think it's going to disconnect the relationship with the father and the Children. I really do believe and so. And what age group are you now? Like 13, 11, and 9. 13, 11, and 9. Well, that's, that's, that's already an age where there's friendships. Uh, yeah, that's well, already there. Yeah, best sorry. buddies, best friends, everything. That's and, already established. So, mm. you know, I don't think she's doing it out of vengeance or anything else. She's doing it to improve the quality of the children's lives. And that's utmost because us as adults are here to guide. Just let me finish, Angela. We're here as adults. We're here as adults to guide the children as best we can, and to leave the world a better place for them. That's our job. We don't even own our children. They're alone to us from the future generations. And we hope that we will instill what our parents instilled into us, that we can pass on to our kids. And like, I have two grandchildren now, and I see my daughter passing on what I did with her into her kids. Okay, so yeah, so go on. You want to respond to what he said? Thanks. Well, my whole thing with that is, let's, let's just take in that he worked Monday to Friday, 9 to 5. Okay? Yeah. So, let's say he finishes at five, has to get home, let's say half six. So then he's to travel for two hours to go and pick up his kids. So let's say he gets them, let's say about half eight, nine o'clock. Then they have to go back to Dublin, give it another two hours. That's like 10, 11 o'clock at night. So Friday's gone. So you have yeah. Saturday with them. And then Sunday, All day you Sunday. travel. All day Sunday. You to travel with them um, back and then to, that, it's, to it's get them in bed to get them in bed for time for school the next day. Like, and yeah. want them home at ten o'clock. So, it's a, it's at a night. Day, so he's gone from having the kids from three or four days a week to to basically a day and a half, Morris. Yeah. And, and that's, well, and that's if the kids want to go with him, by the way, because yeah. they might not want to. It's a huge inconvenience in their lives as well. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you know. Like I said, two hours is nothing on the motorways in Ireland. Ah. But it's just two hours. It's two we'll hours. Say he takes a half day on a Friday, Angela. Say he takes a half day on a Friday and he stops work at 12 o'clock and he's down in the country at 2 o'clock and the kids are finished at 3. Yeah, but he might, back up in Dublin by Yeah, five. but with the greatest respect, Morris, he might not be able to do that. You know, we don't know the okay. Well, well, hang, well, hang on with both of you for a second. Let me just go to Paddy as well. Yeah, Paddy in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing, Paddy? 
All right, Paddy. All right, now you keep well. Good, Paddy. I mean, in relation to the situation, what's the best result here? Well, I think both your callers have um, everybody's best interest at heart. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Your guy caller, he has uh, the best interest of the kids, which is obviously the best interest for everybody. You know what I mean? And obviously, your female caller has. I mean, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your names. Angela, but, uh, Angela and Morris. Yeah. Angela, sorry, Morris. And uh, I mean, she has wants has the father's interest at heart. So, and the mother wants to look after the kids. So. And it's all a win-win situation for both your callers, I mean, so uh, I think in my own regard, it was a case of, yeah, you don't have, uh, you have no access, you only have six hours on a Saturday. Okay, just to explain to listeners, you're the man who sent in the text saying 60 court appearances five years later. In five Uh, years, so that was average of once a month. But anyway, that that just ended up in a hostile situation, do you know what I mean, which is really unfortunate Mm -hmm. for our children. Yeah. And... uh, Unfortunately, for my grand or for my mother as well, so they didn't. Yeah, but we tend them. to forget about the grandparents because you know, they lose yeah, access she, as well. She didn't get to see them before she passed away there four years ago. So, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that as well, and that's unfortunate. So, and when is the, the when old, is the last time you saw your children? The last time I saw them, they were twelve and nine years of age, and they're now twenty-seven and twenty-three oh, next oh. month. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so completely uh, disconnected from your life. Yeah, they have been the walk. Uh, my oldest one would walk past me in the town and stuff like that and stuff. I, I don't know. So look, it is what it is. This is my situation, and maybe unfortunately, yeah. this is the one thing I would never wish on anybody. I mean, the children especially, and both parents, because it fractures all families. It fractures everybody concerned with the children's well-being. Yeah, and that is yeah. the forefront of everyone's mind, and that should be like. Yeah. So. Hopefully one day I'll get to see my kids again. But look, if he can reconnect, if he can stay in touch with his kids, no matter what. If can, so do you yeah. think he should just let the wife move with the kids? I'm not saying let her move because no, I think I mean, that's a first step. Discuss, of course, reconciliation. Yeah. Talk what's the benefit of the children. I mean, what, what is their, what's good for them? What would they like? Do they yeah. still want to see daddy? Do they still want to move to the country? How can we all make a share work as a family? I mean, even though we're disconnected as um, adults, the, but there doesn't that. seem to be, I mean, the wife wants to move two hours away. He doesn't yeah. want her to because obviously he loses mm-hmm. access to the children. Which is the, awesome. Yeah, But Which the, I don't see a negotiation in this. It's either one or the other will win, so to speak, if I want to use those words, because I don't want to see them becoming, yeah. you know, a, a get into an acrimonious situation because they're amicable at the moment. So it's either he objects to her moving or uh-huh. he doesn't. And that's, that's the only choice. So if he doesn't object, they go away and he disconnect somewhat from his children. Possibly it could be very difficult, right? Um, If he does object, then all of a sudden the relationship between him and his ex-missus becomes fractured. Well, I think they should discuss it with the children as well. They're involved as well. It's their life and their future. Like, is the lady moving away because she wants to kindle, say, another relationship in another town somewhere with somebody? We don't know. Or... Is she trying to get at him now, saying, well, I can work from home now, so I'm not going to get the kids away from you. Well, well, according to him in the email, she's moving because she said it's in the best interest of the children and she believes the children will have a better better lifestyle. Well, then she she needs to sit down with her three children and say, this is the situation between me and your dad. And this is what I think would be better for you. What do you think? What's your input? What would you the only do? one that uh, would make a mature decision here is a 13-year-old. The 11 and the 9-year-old are too young to make that decision, I yeah. believe. Well, you know, they have to be considered. They have an opinion. They're a human being. Like the day of you shut up and speak when you're spoken to is gone in this country. I'd like to think so. Um, but, yeah. but, I mean, did your children move away at the time, uh, Paddy, or did they, were they close to you at all times? I, I read them, I cooked for them, I put them to bed, I brought them down to see their mother while she was working at 10 o'clock at college, so mm. I was the one that I was the main car while uh, 
I was still working. I was in college myself. Right, okay. I was a mature student, but and then it was just all swiped away, and then the just just be, because the relationship between yeah. you and your ex broke down. It did, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. as you were saying, it's a black and white situation. What does he do? Does he object or does he let it go? And as I say, it's the first step. Unfortunately, I have another friend who's going through the same thing, and I've ended up ended up being like a a counsellor to people you know what I mean giving them some guidance, guidance by the way did you get free legal I was going to ask did you get free legal aid because mm-hmm. you were in out of court 60 times I had a pro bono lawyer thankfully alright so, okay uh, he won one case for me and then the following time it was overturned so I found that funny right okay and um, what okay. I also yeah. found funny was that I brought up my kids to be Liverpool fans and then I find them on Facebook under and they're Man United fans. Name and they're Man United bloody. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I tell you what, Paddy, really that's 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 the biggest disaster of the whole lot, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, and I say that lightheartedly. I understand that. I empathise with your situation. Yeah, you know what I mean. But look, uh, I have come out of all that. There, I hope this airman does not have to go through that. I hope his kids don't have yeah. to go through it. Thankfully, because of Peter House and all last year, my mother passed, and I've got over all that. COVID helped out. I hope everyone's yeah. safe and well. And look, I hope the best resolution comes out, especially for I'll say a prayer for you, Paddy. I'll say a prayer for you, brother. Oh, no worries, man. I appreciate it. Okay, thanks very much, Paddy, for taking part there. And I and I wish you well. And I hope everything works out for you. And I understand that. Yeah. My condolences on the loss of your mother as well. Let me go to Sheila as well. Say there, please, Ma- and Morris, if you can, and Angela. Sheila, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits. How you doing? Hi, yeah. How you doing? We'll have two pole op- polar opposite opinions here from Morris and Angela. Uh, first what do you? Of all, first of all, I'm going to say I'm a Man United fan, so feck off. <laughs> right and I'm a Liverpool fan, so, <laughs> so feck off. I'm a Liverpool feck off as well. And Angela's <laughs> a rugby <laughs> fan, so you can both feck off. A fucking game. Yes. So, Sheila, what does what's the right decision here, Sheila? Well, I don't think taking the kids away from their daddy is the right decision. No. No. Yeah. Definitely not. I wouldn't do it, even if I hated the man. I don't think that's good for the children's mental health. So uh, you would so you wouldn't move away somewhere where they became inaccessible to the no, father? No. I would stay where the father could be their hands on. Yeah. Absolutely. And why I mean what I can't understand is mm. Their situation, when I read the first three paragraphs, and it talks about them being amicable, to you know, they stay uh, equally in both houses, um, they, husband and wife, ex-husband and wife, they communicate well, they chat at least twice a week about the children and their well-being and their school and everything else. And I go, this is a perfect situation. When I say perfect, as best could possibly be under the circumstances, why would you want to rock that boat? I don't That's think, I, I, don't. Yeah, I don't understand it. I think it's, it's mental. Yeah, it has to be a bit of, and a better quality of life that she's going for. She wouldn't be doing it out of spite. But like you, you said, as you know, Niall, as you know, Niall, some couples when they do break up end up being a lot better together and become the best of friends. Niall, is that chap's name Morris? Morris, yeah. Yeah. Morris, have you got children? Yeah, three and two grandchildren. Would you like them to be taken away to a different part of the world? They're already, they're already living in England. Aye, that's if they're growing up. They're no, growing up. Yeah. But if you had small children, though, in fairness, Mars. Well, when are all grown? I'm a granddad now. No, you know, no. I've, I've reared me kids. My daughter's 32 this year, so... Yeah, but, yeah, but no, Morris, no, she's asking a question. When they were younger... Oh, when they were younger, yeah. if you were, if if you you were your missus... Yeah. If it didn't work out, yeah, I would let my kids go to the end of the year once they had a quality of life that was no, better than where they were and what they were doing. No. I would do that, because why would I be selfish to keep them in a country or a situation where I knew they could do better? Oh, because I didn't want my feelings being disrupted. Ah, uh, so Morris, yeah. that's 
that's every town. That's uh-huh. not just Dublin. That's Dublin, yeah. Cork, Limerick, Drogheda, Ennis, Shannon. It's every count. There is that type of mentality yeah. in every single town. What I don't understand is about this is she's not being forced to move because of work. She's not being forced to move. She's just decided because she can now work from home that yeah. let's go somewhere else. And that's like, as you said, let the 13 year old decide. I can't exactly. think of any 13 year old who will turn around and go, yeah, let's up sticks. I don't want to be near my friend, my True. school. My what dad? if the thirteen-year-old turned around and said to her father, "Actually, I don't want to go with mammy. I want to come and live with oh, you see, now." That, that, now, now, now we're into a more of a complicated situation. That could be the worst thing that will happen. That you then split the kids up as well. And somebody yeah. says here in, in a text, "Daddies yeah. are so very important, more so when they're gone. Only it only yeah. really hits home." Yeah, yeah. Why is me dad not in my life? Yeah. But you moved down to the country, and I'm miserable ever since I came down here. Yeah, maybe. You know what I mean? What about, what about if the dad got a job and he moved two hours away and he was living right beside him? Ah, well, what if, what if? He probably can't get there a job. There you go. I'm yeah. sure if he could, he would. The only thing I'd say to the two of them is, if you have reared them up to the ages of 13, 11 and 9, the advice I'd give it to you is, you've done a good job up to now. Don't let this move spoil it one way or the other. Sit down and discuss no. it with among yourselves and discuss it with the children because they're the ones that are most important in this. Their future, their life and their future. Okay, so you can now, can you imagine this situation that... You know, um, Mammy and Daddy sit down with the children and say, listen, Mammy wants to he move. wants your opinion. Yeah, OK. Wants Mammy wants to move to Tipperary, let's say, right? Let's say they're living in Dublin because I don't know where they're living, OK? Yeah. And they want to move to Tipperary or Clare or somewhere, right? And the kids go, oh, no, but we, we have friends here. We want to stay in Dublin. Oh, yeah. Can we stay with Daddy? Well, so what, so what, okay. yeah, so what happens then? Opinion. Do you think, do you think Mammy's going to be happy about that? She's I bet, going, she wouldn't move then, I bet you. Yeah. What's the point in moving them down to Tipperary and they they're sad for the next 15 years. And well, no, no, I agree um, with you. I'm agreeing with that point, Morris. But the yeah. point is, you said that if she's made this decision, which she has already yeah. made this decision to work from home in another county, that she's just bringing the kids come hell or high water, no matter what he seems to think. Well, see, his input is as important as hers. But, I'm you know, at, what do you... Oh, yeah, I wouldn't... The man made them with her. You know, they were a couple together. They brought three children into the world. I'd never dismiss. But at the end of the day, I would not have a child hanging around just for the sake of me seeing it if I thought that it could have a better life two, two hours down the road. If, yeah, can I, by the way, Sheila. If she, he's calling the kids if. No, don't, don't misinterpret me now. I'm just discussing the situation. You know, don't, 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 I don't, think, I don't think he called the children if. No, I'm just saying. He has to. <laughs> no, well, you're listening too intensely. Have you no listening to do anything? Sheila, can I ask a question? You're what? a judge, right, in a family law court. Yeah. And before you, before, heaven forbid, <laughs> before you is a husband and a wife with three kids, right? Yeah. They're both lovely people. They're both have the same finances. They both have the same type of house. And they're both looking for access to the children, right? But they want, right. they want sole access, right? Both of them. It's acrimonious, right? They're not getting on too well together. Anyway. One lives in one part of the country, the other lives in the other part of the country. Well, they're not going to get sole access. No, but I'm, I'm, only, I'm only saying to you, one lives in one part of the country, this is hypothetical, and one lives in the other part of the country. And as a judge, I'm asking you, I'm saying to you, you have to decide on one of them. The kids are happy to go to either. Who would you give the kids to, mammy or daddy? Daddy. That's very hard now, Niall. Ma- mammy. 
there is an automatic assumption that the mother is the best guardian for yeah. the children. Yeah, I for what reason, though? For what reason? I don't. Well, I I don't know. That goes back to the fact that the mother gave birth to them, I suppose. Well, but I but I mean, that but that does that shouldn't mean she's the best because I know some dreadful mothers and some great you fathers. Do. You know what I mean? You're yeah. absolutely right, Niall. But I think why you are look they at people ra- why is she rocking the boat? I don't know why she's rocking the bloody boat. <laughs> <laughs> Angela's in one of our funny moods tonight. I think she wants to give the kids a better life, but there's a right way and a wrong way of going about it. Sorry, Sheila, have you no nothing to do in Morris once? No. <laughs> Um, I my mother used to knit. I don't knit. <laughs> Do you know? Like, I used to knit. Else. My mother showed me how to do knitting years ago. Because <laughs> I remember, loop and pearl. Loop <laughs> my, and pearl. yeah, that's it. My mother used to sit there knitting, watching the television, and I was so yeah. intrigued by it. I asked her, "Would you show me how to do it?" And she showed me, and I used to be able to. I remember knitting half a scarf once. I'm very I believe it's pretty therapeutic. Oh, it's supposed, it's supposed to be. I haven't done it since I was a child. My dad was actually um, trying to tell my um, grandchild how to knit. <laughs> Ashling, can you do knitting, Ashling? Yeah, she said she used to be able to knit. Most, what is it that most women can do? Can you knit, Angela? I can, and I can crochet. All right, okay. Oh, there you go. No, you know what I went back down, and it's great therapy for me. I go back, I bought a colouring book and pens and I colour oh, and it's the most relaxing thing. Most relaxing thing. I know thing I've it, ever is, done it is. It is. Do you know what? It is so relaxing. My partner does it all the time, Karen. She she's constantly colouring in. She loves crafting and arts and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and when she's doing it sometimes I'll take up a marker. And just when we're chatting away, you can be colouring while you're talking. It's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, really good. All the stress in your life, you get out of a book, you colour in a picture. I take a photograph of it. I send it to my granddaughter in England, and she goes, "Oh, granddad, you're brilliant! Thanks very much." You know what I, I used to do? You know what? You know what I used to do when I was 13 years of age? I used to make these drawings. Now you'd you get a, yeah. a piece of plywood, right? A square piece of plywood, and I had a box of little teeny nails, little one-inch nails, yeah. and, you'd, and you'd hammer them into the wood in a shape, right? I can't yeah. remember what it was called. And I used to get this thread. It was like gold yeah. thread, and then you would, and you would put them around the nails. And make, make this design. design. That was yeah. brilliant. Mm. Yeah. I used to do that. Yeah, and I used to make, I made some fabulous ones. I had a guy pulling a rickshaw. I had a horse. I'd lo- yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what it was called, but I used to do that. All I did it for about three or four years when I was a teenager. Loved That's it. That's brilliant. Yeah, you should do an hour on hidden talent. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll stay there for a second. We got off topic a little bit. Michael, you're in Ireland's classic kids. We might do a topic afterwards on, on your hobbies that you did as a kid. Michael, go ahead. You're in Ireland's classic kids. How's it going? How's it going, Michael? What's the crack? Uh, what's the crack with you? What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> so, Michael, should she go or, or should he let her leave the county with the kids? He, I don't think this chap has a, a leg to stand on, to be honest with you. Do you not think so? No, I think this is how it will go in my mind. Um, the power's in her hands. She Why? Goes, because she's the woman, that's how it works. Oh. So, I mean, here's what you can do, right? You can take a look at his life and he can say to himself, right, what can I change in my life? Can I change this job around? Can I sell a bit of property, a house, whatever? Um, if his kids mean that much to him, he's going to have to rearrange his life to accommodate his kids. It's not about his wife or getting to a, to a battle with his wife. I'm sorry to say this, but she has the power. He doesn't have a leg to stand on, and he'll learn that if he hasn't already been in court. He'll be taught. He hasn't been, I, but I get the impression there's been no court cases. This is an amicable split. Well, it was yeah. up to this point. <laughs> there's no such thing. When you step into the court, you learn as a man, you learn your place. 
and it's sad, but that's how it is. Have you had experience of this? I've been in family courts, man, ten times or more. And what experience? I, I don't want to know the, the the ins and outs of your personal case, but how did you walk out of that court feeling? The first time I was very naive. I went in there thinking everything would be fair and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I learned a very valuable lesson. Um, walked out, scolded by the whole process. Um, did you think it was and, unf- and do you think it was automatically loaded against you as a man? At the start, you get emotional, but as time goes on, you learn it's a game. It's a game, and you don't get emotional with it. You have to just learn what you can, you know. My my plan, or what I did was I inch-by-inch, step-by-step process. I got a little bit more. I got a little bit more, and I got over time. I got a little bit more, a little bit more, and a little bit more. And, you know, in year one, what I wanted, I didn't get it until year like year five or something, you know. So that, I just kept that going and I walked towards that. And um, you have to kind of it's it's annoying. And did you have a barrister, the solicitor? Uh, not the first. Or did you represent yourself? The first time I went in like a green goose and I and I learned, and then I went in with a solicitor, and then the solicitor I had, I had was very good, but then they packed up. They retired, and then I ended up getting a, co- a bad solicitor, and then I said, uh, "You know what? It's not worth it." And I'd already gotten most of the stuff I wanted. So, and was it expensive, then, or, or did you get free legal aid at the time? Um, I paid for the first one, and that was seven, eight, eight hundred quid <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's such a rip off. And uh, but then I went and got legal aid. I'm not paying for this anymore. I said, and when I found out, I was actually entitled to legal aid, and I didn't like doing it. But I mean, I just done it. I didn't have the money at the time, but I did yeah. it anyway. Well, a lot of people but, don't realise they're entitled to legal aid. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm not too sure exactly what the cutoff point. I think it's thirty four thousand. But but if you yeah. can prove that after your expenses and, and everything that you you have less than thirty four thousand, oh, yeah, they on. want all your they want all your receipts. Yeah. Your bank details going back donkeys and they want everything coffee receipts sandwich, anything you can use or whatever they want everything like so yeah mm. it's not well, a, a, a the family law courts is not a nice place and, and it's not oh. a well to be honest with you, it's not a nice place because if you're there you're not in a nice situation and that's the bottom line really isn't it the worst thing about it right is when you go in right and you're sitting in the lobby right uh, you, you you know yourself like and anyone who's been through the process you're sitting in that lobby right and you are it's dagger central right you're sitting, the amount of people that are shooting daggers at each other, like, it's like <laughs> laser beams, are, invisible laser beams are flying <laughs> across that, that lobby, you know? From you and your ex, like. Yeah, all yeah. the exes and all. Like, I was sitting in there one day, I won't name any names. Please like, don't. I won't, but there was a, a celebrity couple in there, and right. I swear, it was mind-blowing. What, where they were looking at each other, like? Oh, they were kidding. Uh, so one of the celebrity couple had, the mother with them, and the mother was screaming and shouting and, and telling anyone that would listen about what such and such across the room was doing. And, what, and I was going, this is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's not a pretty place. And the very reason you're there, you're there for the wrong reasons. You know, and yeah. there's a whole, but there's a whole argument, and I don't want to get too much into family law at the moment tonight, but there's a whole argument that when you look at, say, divorce and separation cases, I, I believe something like 87% end up in court, Right. So very few end up in a situation where there's no court, particularly when there's children involved. And there's no reason for that, really. 
all this could be sorted out by family mediation. If there was a good government mediation service, it would avoid the arguments in front of a judge where people could come to some sort of consensual agreements and be calm with a referee in the middle, essentially. You know, a logical referee who says, look, there's no point in you going to court looking for this because you're not going to get it. So let's just be realistic about what you're talking about here and sit down and say, well, look, you're splitting up. What have you got? 50-50. What's the problem here? You hit, you hit the nail on the head there. You said a good mediation service. There's no good. No. That's a racket. That's a racket as well. A money racket. I'm not going to lie to you. It absolutely yeah. is. No. Yeah. And, it's, and it's not worth the paper it's written on either at the end of it. No, in fairness, no, I will say this. There are a couple of good solicitors out there that do make a serious effort in trying. They're very good. They're like matchmakers. They're very good at working out things. But they're like a minority. Most of it's just a racket. And they want to get you... When you do the mediation, you have to do several meetings. And those solicitors are getting paid. Every meeting you do, they try to encourage you to extend out the mediation. It's very stressful doing the mediation. They get a nice little chunk for every meeting they have. So they try to get you to do more meetings. Mm. The racket. Oh, racket. And by the way, the, 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 at the end of the mediation, state mediation or the government mediation, which you're required to do now, by the way, if you're getting separated and divorced, um, it's not legally binding. Yeah. So you don't, no one has to ever stick to it. So, yeah. which seems like the whole thing is quite pointless then, isn't it? Yeah, you know joke. I mean? Yeah, I mean, there should be a, a legitimate legal mediation service rather than going before judges, courtrooms, all that kind of stuff to avoid that. And to avoid the costs for not only the state for free legal aid, but to avoid the costs for individuals who can't avail of free legal aid as well. So that the whole system needs to be completely overhauled. The family law system is a mess. It's such a big earner for it, such a big earner. Oh, it is. It is a big earner. You know yourself. Yeah, yeah. The courts down there in Smithfield and Phoenix House and all those, they're packed every day, full people every day, sadly. But look, that's life. People break up all the time, you know what I mean? Okay, but getting back to these, this couple. So you're yeah, saying, you're saying, oh yeah, Angela, go ahead. Um, sorry, just because you were, you were getting back to it. Um, the one thing that I will admit, and I know a lot of people out there probably won't admit it, but um, women are bitches. Like, that's the second time you've said that tonight now. When womanhood it, is listening, hang on, Angela, womanhood is listening to you tonight. Let them listen. Calling them names. Well, because we are. Why? When why? Comes, why do you think they are? I don't know. When it comes to this, right? And I, as I said, I don't care. Let people parade in with text messages now. When it comes to this, it's absolutely disgusting. I'm not so going to disagree with you, but there are some nasty men out there too. You know, there are, I mean, and and more so, absent too. men, if you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah. But when it comes to separation and it comes to kids, especially if a woman has been scorned, as we say, nothing like a woman scorned. Health has no fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> yeah, over bitches like, you know, and it's, it's horrible the way the courts don't look at every single thing that happens in the life of a marriage when it comes to the kids. And I and I and I would completely agree with you that because we have what they call in this country a no blame system in family yeah. law, so it doesn't matter if your husband has been with the whole neighbourhood or your wife has been with the whole neighbourhood yeah. behind your back or the marriage broke down for that reason. It's yeah. irrelevant to the court. Now they are human beings, the judges, and they will find this out through the affidavits, and it may sway their decision. But in saying that, it's not supposed to. But I firmly believe 
that if one person breaks the contract of marriage, yeah. and it is a contract of marriage, and breaks that contract, they're the ones who should be penalised. And when I say penalised, I don't mean punished by law. I mean, we're not living in that sort of country. I don't mean maybe 10, ten lashes and shot or something like that. But certainly financially, um, you know, they should be the one to have to walk away. Well, because that's like, through mine, um, my solicitor, who is amazing, um, like she said it to me first day, she said, Angela, we can go to court with this if you want. But first of all, a judge will say to me, what are you doing here? There is no kids. It's 50-50. But, and that's, that's what I want to say. When there's no children involved, they say that in uh, family law, the money follows the children, right? So yeah. when there's no children involved, it should really, you know, be just, what have you got? A house, two cars, split it in half, see us. And that should be really it. Yeah. Okay, good. by the way, for the next topic, Michael... Yeah. I, after the break. So I might as well get both your opinions now. Have you ever had any strange hobbies? Strange when you were younger. And and by the way, playing with yourself doesn't count as a hobby. Because <laughs> that's not when you were younger. <laughs> strange hobbies. I don't know. Um, I don't think about that. Yeah, did you ever, like, what did you, did you do any carpentry or did you do making chairs out of pegs? Or that was a good thing. I used to do that too, oh, make chairs out of pegs. Sling, we used to make slingshots. We used to make slingshots. Slingshots, yeah. Right. What, to, to physically use on other people, on other boys? <laughs> well, the targets are, yeah, maybe we did a few other young lads, yeah, but, so, you, yeah, you get, you make with clothes pegs and wood and nails and all. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, by the way, somebody texted and says, we're not all bitches. We didn't go to court. We split amicably. My daughter has the best of both worlds. Um, can go between me and her. Dad's, uh, whenever she likes, no solicitor, no court. And that's wonderful, right. by the way, if that can happen. That's good. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. She's right. Not not every, not everybody's the same. Some relationships break down because people just fall out of love, and that's fine. Yeah. And and th- usually in those situations, um, nothing bad happens. It doesn't end up in court, does it? And mind you, when a new partner comes on the scene, that can make a change things a little bit, right? But it's normally when there's infidelity. That's when it yeah. becomes acrimonious. Sorry, yeah. I should have said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. With, with or if the husband husband. runs off at another woman. You can yeah, be sure yeah. the missus, the wife is probably, the ex-wife is going to say, well, you can tell you what, if you think you're going to see them bleeding kids, uh, that, that yeah. kind of stuff happens. And I know that can happen. And the same can happen yeah, with the way yeah. around as well, by the way. Um, um, okay, what, what, what was your hobby? What was your hobby, Angela? Um, collecting fancy paper. Collecting fancy paper? I know loads of people who collected fancy papers. <laughs> I loved it for years. All <laughs> different fancy paper. You go, Jesus, the amount of money we spent on fancy paper. Like. Fancy paper. Yeah, and, and you would have sheets of coloured papers with flowers on it. Coloured paper with dogs and cats and rainbows and stars and. And you could come into your shop. All the shops sold fancy paper. Yeah, and it was amazing. And God help anyone who wrote on the fancy paper. Oh, good. No, it wasn't for writing on. Do you no, remember? No, do you remember that's... the edible paper? Yes, remember that was rotten. Yeah, I know. It was rice paper. <laughs> Michael, did you ever get edible paper? I remember my older cousins having it, yeah. Yeah, and people would eat, just go into the shop, uh, give us two shades of paper, please. Yeah. <laughs> and you'd walk out of the shop shoving it in your mouth. It was made out of rice. I am, I, I'm yeah. assuming that's what it's made out of, isn't it? Rice. I can remember we did that at school one day and told one of the lads there that it was edible paper, but it wasn't. It tastes, it tastes a bit like, and I don't want to be disrespectful to Catholics and Christians, listen, but it did taste a bit like <laughs> Holy Communion. That's what it is. That's what Holy Communion is as well. It's unleavened bread. It's bread, wasn't it? it was yeah, well, it's unleavened yeah. bread. Yeah, there's no yeast in it. Paper is what communion is. 
It's edible paper. <laughs> All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, both of you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.